Welcome back to the Pop Punk Emo Supremo Podcast. We got Roper. Yo. We got Hunter. Ho. <laughs> We're just a couple of pirates up in here. <laughs> and a bottle of rum. Yo, ho, ho. And a bottle of rum. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we got an episode for you guys. Yeah. That's a classic top five. Um, you know, it's what we know, what we're known for around here. Yeah. And it's our top five sappy love songs. I'm glad you changed the title to this. Yeah, I think it was Lovey Dovey songs. Yeah, and first. I was like, I was like, ah, we sound soft. Yeah. Now, now it's uh, now it's, it's, it's more standard. It's less soft. Yeah, it's kind of hard. You can't be like a tough dude being like, yeah, I fucking love this Lovey Dovey song. Lovey Dovey songs. <laughs> you sound like your mother. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> so we have that going on for us, mm-hmm. um, and we've had a lot go on lately. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to make the joke that this would have been perfect for around Valentine's Day, but instead, now nah, we'll fucking hit it up in nah, March. Just a month later, <laughs> dude. Um, so maybe you had like that Valentine's Day and it didn't work out and you're like, well, fuck, I used all these love songs on this, on this witch that, <laughs> you know, fucked my, de- fucked my day up. And then I'm yeah. like, well, don't worry. I'm going to, we're going to get hand you 10 new songs that you can send. Save for a new witch. <laughs> for a new witch. <laughs> all right. Um, Roper. Yo. We got some we got some responses here. We got a couple. And we asked what your guys' favorite lovey <laughs> sappy love songs are. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh you gotta read them now. I will. Okay. Batch said, We the Kings, pick your own song. Now is that a song or is he telling us to pick a song? I, we had to pick a uh, We the Kings song. Because I like that one song, uh Skyway Avenue. I think I've only listened to like their like top three songs. Yeah. And like that was like it for me. Like they were like the past. Like I came into the scene after they were relevant. That was like right at the beginning for me. Mm-hmm. And I'd always see like their lead singer at Warp Tour. But I'd be at a different stage. You'd look over and you'd just see his like big poofy blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a boy. <laughs> Nostalgia. <laughs> um okay. Ion Ion, I probably butchered that. Uh, Anatomy of a Crush by Caving and Oxygen by Hometown Losers, to name a couple. We got a few there. I I don't think I've heard either of these. I know I haven't. Yeah, I feel like I've failed on most of these except the next one, Roper. Yeah. Uh, Troubled Rebel of Tiny Falls says Knuckles by Moose Blood. Mm-hmm. But if you fall in love, Fall in Love by Select Start is a close runner-up. Now I've heard both of those. I haven't heard Select Starts yet. I've seen them. I've seen them like a lot back in the day, like high school. Oh really? Yeah, it's uh, Daniel Lancaster. Jason Lancaster's little brother is one of the lead singers of that band. Oh cool. Yeah, they train them right around there. Yeah, they do. I'm a big Moose Blood fan, so I was oh, excited yeah. to see someone say that. Also, I just want to point out Troubled uh, Troubled Rebel of Tiny Falls. Thank you so much for constantly. Yeah. All of them. Thank yeah. you. And you, all, I honestly like. I always look for yours um, yeah. because first and foremost, you're a familiar face, and second of all, um, your choices are usually pretty dope. Yeah, and you like uh, you make us cool pictures on Instagram sometimes. <laughs> Love it. Um, pimpin' Crippin'. I wonder who that is. Yeah. Uh, I'd say the truth is, and why I'm home, both by Go Radio. Go Radio is a fantastic. Uh, you can make a whole list of Go Radio songs mm-hmm. for this top i didn't see roper's song so i might be surprised later on yeah i was gonna put go radio on here but my sister my sister just beat me to it oh she ruined it (laughs) son of a bitch okay um well we got those taken care of yeah before but first but first roper and first um we got to get to some new releases of the week yeah dude Belmont released their album Aftermath. Isn't that what is that what it's called? I think so. I think so. I don't want to call it Aftershock on accident. No. <laughs> but the standout song of that whole <laughs> album, dude, is Country Girl. You guys are like, surely this is a joke. <laughs> I genuinely love that song. Yeah, we listened to it like four or five times on Dude, the way to Chicago is, last weekend. So catchy, <laughs> and uh, so many people hate that song. And Roper's like, "That's it, baby. That's I'm what I'm like, looking for." There it is. That's gold. Sometimes bands take themselves too seriously, and then there's other bands that lean into the meme 
Mm-hmm. And that's Belmont, dude. Yeah, we actually got uh, we got confirmation from our good pal, yeah. Alex from Rare Candy, we, who is also used to be a part. Used to be a part of Belmont. I used to be the bassist. And we asked him. We were like, hey, uh, what's up with the song? Tell us the story. Yeah. And then he was like, bro, like we just wanted an acoustic song, and eventually it turned into this. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he started off with, so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also shout out to Belmont. I saw that they had an accident coming back from uh, Salt Lake City. Oh, that's too bad. And their whole van like turned over and like their trailer turned over and was destroyed. Are they all good? Yeah, the band's fine. Uh, a lot of their equipment was destroyed, so they're starting a GoFundMe. So if you guys want to uh, help with that, head on over to Belmont's page and help them out. Or better yet. The way that Roper supports them is by listening to Country Girl 1,000 times a day. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is going to give them approximately 35 cents at the end of the month. <laughs> hey. But if enough people do it, that's money. Yep. That's money yep. right there. Um, I chose a lovely band that we talk about frequently on the show, Bearings. Yeah. They released a new song. It's called Shaking Your Mind. The song rules. It's it's like it's like a classic bearing song. Yeah, I don't think they went out of the box too much for it. Oh, but that's I feel not like always. They, I bad. feel like they kind of improved. You think they improved? Yeah, I think it's very much super deluxe. I can see that a little bit, mm-hmm. but I feel like they added a little more of an edge to themselves. They got a little bit of a, a little yeah. spark, maybe this a spank. A, this will. one's a little more fast paced, mm-hmm. but fast I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I'm always really excited to see when they release something new because I'm hardly ever disappointed. Yeah, so they're really fucking good. I'm actually, it's gonna be crazy to see them be like one of the bigger bands one day. I it's just coming, know it's dude. Happen. Yeah, it's coming. Um, some other notable releases. Point North, uh, now featuring Jarris Johnson, released a song called Dark Days. I like a few North or Point North yeah, songs. I, I kind of really, see them coming up in the scene. Yeah, they've got they they lean more so into that like. Trap style pop punk. Mm-hmm. I think it works for them though. It does. They've got like some sort of like kind of bounce or like flow to them. Yeah. Which is cool. Uh, I really like, uh, uh, shit. I like a lot of their older stuff that they came out or that sure. came out around 2019. Yeah. No, I think we're thinking um, about the same releases. Yeah. But um, they're, everything that I've heard from them is really good. So, yeah. Uh, they get Stand Atlantic, uh, with their song Hair Out. Hair Out. It's a Stand Atlantic song. I haven't heard it yet. You haven't? So. It's all right. It's, a. Uh, it's, I, I'm, it's not like something I like constantly looking for, but whenever I do see Stand Atlantic, uh, drop something, I yeah, always, you'll check I always, it out. Yeah, I'll check it out. Um, see, it kind of sucks with them, like, they made such an impact with, like, the last, the last album, and then everything else that they've kind of put out, in my, in my opinion, I kind of feel like it sounds the same. Mm, yeah. So it's sometimes it's hard for bands to get out of that. Oh yeah. Like, and sometimes like it's not even a good idea for them to get out of that. Oh yeah. You know, they're like, well, fuck it, we'll just. But then eventually, it's like, well, three or four, five years go down. Like, we have two albums that sound exactly, exactly. the same. Exactly. Um. So it's a, it's a weird little mix to deal with because like people get mad when you don't have the same sound, but then people get mad that you have the same sound, and yeah. so it's like it's like you have to like find this finely tuned. You have point. to like slowly improve your sound mm-hmm. every album to make it just. A little bit different, yeah, but still kind of give back to the or get back to that sound that you're at at the beginning. I feel like a day to remember is a really kind of weird case because they have, but like their their uh, albums um, have progressively gotten popular and more like yeah. radio rocky. But I will give them credit where they put out songs that sound polar opposite on the same record to like yeah. give everybody a little bit of something. They're a nice genre blend too mm-hmm. because like. They went from putting out like a, I wouldn't say like post hardcore, but just like a heavier album, like with yeah. for those who have heart and uh, 
their name was treason like both of those are some heavy ass records but then they put out like the perfect like pop punk record with homesick or homesick mm-hmm. Ugh, and then stop. uh and then uh what separates me from you is yeah. a is like a great addition to that and common courtesy is like probably my favorite iteration of that because it's a, like the perfect blend between the heavy and the yep. pop punk roots mm-hmm. so and then after that it's been just all downhill from there not great yeah um just friends released their record Hella. Hella. Um, Just Friends has been really good about releasing stuff yeah, like, they consistently. Have. have you heard this one yet? I haven't heard the record, but I've heard a few songs off of it. Um, it's, it sucks because, like, they're such great musicians, but, like, they're just, like, leaning out of my interest zone. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like a lot of people would really get down with this stuff. Um, I like them. So I always like to bring it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, their, like, EP that they dropped, like, years ago uh, is one of my favorite releases. Welcome, Matt. Yeah. Um, yeah. My emotions. <laughs> Like I, I love that record so much. Um, and it's like it's it's cool to see like them improve as musicians and go to a different like yeah. not different genre, but like definitely not the same. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I have uh, I have nothing but high respect for good old just friends. Yeah, I like them a lot. Um. But that's our releases of the week. Now remember, we get all this information for the pop punkers on Reddit. Um. There are plenty more other releases on there, even out of the genre of pop punk that you guys could check out. And, but I highly recommend that, you know, we potentially miss something that you would be excited about. Um, go ahead and give them some give them some love over yeah. there. You go up and log in or create a new Reddit account. Get over there. Yeah. Do some commenting. Do some liking. Maybe share one of those weird-ass medals. I don't understand how they work. There we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, Roper. Yeah. We still got our top five sappy songs. Should we jump into it? Let's, let's, let's kick it. <laughs> it's too early. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> My number five mm-hmm. sappy pop punk love song. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Is by a band called Knuckle Punk. Ooh, Knuckle yeah, Punk. Bet you didn't think I'd say that. Uh, I don't. I can't think of a, a sappy love song by them. Oh, well. So no, I did not. Expect let you to let say me that. teach you about it. I would love to. Uh, what album or what release is it from? Twenty slash twenty. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Definitely heard it then. Um, when did it release? 20 slash 20. Nice, nice. And the song is Earthquake. Boy. Why did I choose this song? It's like the perfect song to start my list with, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, these guys, this song completely contrasts everything else that they have put out before. Because a lot of their stuff before hasn't really been sentimental or uh, sappy or anything it's like that. It's been a nice little fuck you. Yeah, it's been a subtle fuck you throughout their whole discography. But Which is why this list is interesting, because I feel like pop punk in general is like a big old fuck you genre. Yeah, but then, then you realize, there's some songs where you realize some of these guys are real big softies. Oh, yeah, yeah. big time. And uh, this song is, uh, my perception of this song is, I feel like it's a song that's written about love at first sight. Mm-hmm. Or even like that honeymoon phase of being in love where you're just so excited to be around this person. And now, do you believe in love at first sight? I don't know if I do, because I don't think it's happened to me. Yeah. I've always had to warm up to the people that I have been interested in. Mm, okay. So, but I'm awkward as fuck too. So my initial thing is... I see them and I'm like, oh, they're kind of cute. And then I like go to talk to them and I'm like, ah. And, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> my name's Roper. I'm Roper. Uh, <laughs> runs away. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty accurate. Or I just stand there awkwardly and wait for them to start a conversation. Oh, with see, me. that's where you're wrong, man. They can't, I know. There's too many awkward people. I love, I love awkward people. So it's easy for me to like go up and like push conversations. Yeah. Out of them. Cause either A, they hate me or B, they're like, I really appreciate the fact that this guy wanted to talk to me. Yeah. Mm hmm. I don't know. I've never been good at starting <laughs> conversations, so... Uh, but, yeah, this song, like, gives you the uh, perfect explanation of how you feel uh, about uh, <laughs> love at first sight. So, especially, like, those, like, sudden feelings that you get, like, where you trip over your words, or you feel, like, a sensation up your spine. Like, mm-hmm. you're like, ooh, here's some euphoria. Yeah, I do that when Roper walks into a room. Yeah. It's like, oh, Roper, how are you? Here I am. And I'm like, Hunter, I'm good. <laughs> 
<laughs> it sounds like you're jizzing. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> that's too much love. Yeah, it's a little too much love. But that's all we got here at the Pop Punk Emo Supremo podcast. It's a see, bunch, bunch of love. He's skipping over his words. <laughs> I'm so nervous. But yeah, this song, this song's like so cute and like perfect. So good way to start my list. Roper, I got a release. I got something to talk about. Yeah. Um, I thought this would be cool to start off with because it's a little weird. Yeah, it is weird. It is a little weird. Um, it's by our good friends uh, that we, they don't know us. Um, they're called <laughs> The Front Bottoms. <laughs> Love The Front Bottoms. Um, this is off one of their best records, Talon of the Hawk. Hey, yo. That dropped in 2013, and I chose this song, Peach. And you are the reason I'm smiling, and there's nothing to Plum, <laughs> you are the earth. <laughs> you are the sun. Okay. Um, you know, I think like most front bottom songs, it's just really weird. But I think that's why it works for me. Oh, I agree with you on that. Like you often hear the same shit in love songs, and I don't think a love song is written anything like this. No. <laughs> Um, but there's like some really sweet like points in there. It's like some of the sweetest things are said in this song. There's like yeah. I mean like I mean like when you call someone a peach, you know, like it's kind of like a southern compliment. Oh, yeah. he's such a peach. He's a peach. Peach plum. You're my earth. You're my sun. Um, and then the 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 beautiful beautiful line that I love more than anything is, uh, and you are the reason I'm smiling when there is nothing to smile about. Oh. I I just like I think that is so beautifully crafted. And it's just one one beautiful sentence. And there's been tons of times in life where uh, I needed someone to uh, help me out and make me smile, and that was the case. And then they they were the person that made me smile when there was nothing to smile about. There you go. So I got got some sentiments in this one. That's cool. Um, I feel like, I also feel like this is like one of the, like the fans really love this song. Yeah. Uh, Like I I guarantee if like we're to see this live, like the whole audience would be singing kind of thing i would probably just sing the you are my peach you are my plum part because i don't know the rest of the words well you gotta if we but go to a front bottom show you gotta is, spruce up a little bit this is my second favorite front bottom song oh what's your yeah. first one uh twin size mattress because i'm mm, a basic bitch you are a big basic bitch that's make sure. sure you kiss your knuckles before you punch me in the face <laughs> We're only spreading love here today. <laughs> um, but that's that's really all I got for good old front bottoms. I feel like they fit on this list quite well. Oh, yeah. this is a, That's a great pick. I like that one. My next pick, you're not going to believe this one. I'm not. I don't think. Maybe I will, though. Uh, it's by A Day to Remember. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I didn't look at your yeah. list for once. Um, what album is it from? And their name was Treason. Oh shit! You picked the one album I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it came out in 2005, and the song is "You Had Me at Hello." I do know that one. Yeah. I lied to you. Boy, I picked this song for like nostalgia reasons. It's a great nostalgic like, song. This would this would like often pop up on those mixed CDs that I used to pass around mm-hmm. to all those girls that I used to like and stuff like that. And sometimes I would get this song back on a mixed CD and that was like, oh, oh you're like reviving. I'm getting something back. Yeah, this song is just so like cute and catchy. And then there's that part where he's like, would it be okay if you took my breath, if I took your, your breath, breath away? And then he, <sighs> ah, it's so cheesy, but it works. It is so cheesy. I, I, um, I think that it's one of the most beautiful acoustic songs. Yes. Like it just sounds so well done. And I actually got to see that song live. I have too. Yeah, oh, really? And I feel like it's one of those songs I don't play very often. Yeah. Um, and I remember like hearing that live and I was like, oh. <laughs> it'd be okay if you took my breath away. Okay. Come on, Jeremy McKinnon. <laughs> yeah. This song, like. It just brings me back to high school. It is definitely like a yeah. high school. So I don't I don't see no 34-year-old no. um jam, like finding it today and jamming out. You know, you gave me bail, or butterflies at the mailbox. <laughs> uh, I honestly I if I had to pick like a slower song by a day to remember, I would pick this one over if it means a lot to you. 
I fight me, bitches. I wouldn't, but it's only because that is the only A Day to Remember song I've definitely cried to before. <laughs> I think everybody's cried to that song, mm-hmm. but I think when that song came out, it was we just listened to it so much yeah, that I was like, overdone. I was like, I'm over this, and I'm gonna go back to their best love song. Mm-hmm. You had me a hello. Um, if you guys on, if you guys haven't heard the song, like go check it out. Go check out a day to remembers like earliest records. They're mm-hmm. so good. I I don't know. I like I'm like homesick and up, and then like yeah. there are a select few songs in their older catalog I like because I'm I'm definitely like like I'm not a hardcore guy very often. Yeah. Like the story so far is like my like oh this is hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's that's about where I go. Honestly, these guys were like the gateway for me to listen to like harder music with screaming in it mm-hmm. like they were for me too actually for the longest time like i could not stand music with screaming in it and then it just took me listening to these guys and then some other like other bands that weren't in like the pop punk genre for me to get used to it mm-hmm. and then yeah and then it just snowballed from there your cousin it's your it's his fault that i can listen to that kind of stuff probably now. yeah um, but yeah, this I don't know. Uh, that was, that was a great pick. This I song is so good. That. It's yeah. so cute. I've, if I would have thought of that song, I think I would have put that on my yeah. list for sure. these I got um uh you <laughs> you will expect this one on my list. Uh, the Wonder Years. Uh, clearly, um, I picked a song off the Upsides, which dropped in 2010, and that song is called Hey Thanks. Okay, so originally I had picked you in January because um, I also think that's a beautiful that love song. That song is so cute. It is like crafted so well. Yeah. But Roper and I went to go see the Wonder Years in Chicago um, on Saturday and um, they played Hey Thanks Live, which I never saw live I've before. I've never seen it live either. And I was first and foremost stoked and I forgot like how awesome of a song it is. I did too because that one's one that I usually skip over whenever I listen what? to those records. Yeah. Oh, it's one of my favorite because it's got horns on it. Yeah. But but when we saw it live, it was like Casey, I don't know, it might have been Matt playing the the lead part that th- the horns would have played. Yeah, it was one of them because I know at the end of that song, that's when the full band came in and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm ready. I'm here for this. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah, I was I was very impressed and I don't think I'm going to skip over that song anymore. You can't, dude. You can't. Um, but I love it because it's a ukulele song. Yes. In the beginning. And then like the full band kicks in later. And I think that's awesome. Um, and like the way it just starts off, it's like so simple. Like, Hey, thanks for everything. It's just telling us like girls, like, Hey, I'm sorry that I suck sometimes. And thank you for sticking around. Yeah. And I think that that's really powerful. And, um, I think that everyone makes mistakes in relationships. Absolutely. And it takes, uh, takes a, a good person to realize that they were making mistakes and to thank them or apologize yeah, for, you know, like putting up with that sometimes. It's not the easiest thing to do to admit, like when you're wrong or something mm-hmm. like that like i hate when someone's like i'm gonna be the bigger man and so like as soon as someone says that to me i'm like you're out <laughs> you're already not the bigger man by mm-hmm. saying that. yeah um but like and like this song definitely doesn't do that it's just like you know thank you for like being there yeah um and it's it's a beautiful song if you haven't heard this one it's it's i think it's kind of more of a deep dive one to your song yeah but i think it i think it deserves more attention so i like how when he before he started playing it he was like now my grandpa bought me this ukulele and I I learned one Bright Eyes song and I learned this song and I was like yes and he starts playing it <laughs> yep that was that was really funny that was really good um, but anyway that's all I got for Hey Thanks it's a beautiful yeah. song and uh, I think that this would be a great song to share with your significant other when maybe you have not been the best partner maybe maybe you know if you've done something wrong and you want to warm up to it just like yell Hey Alexa <laughs> play Hey Thanks <laughs> and then greet him with like a Plate full of pancakes or something mm-hmm. like that. You know? Not waffles, though. A little sweet treat for your sweetie. Mm-hmm. I like that. That was that was cute, Roper. <laughs> That's how you apologize. I don't know how I. <laughs> I don't know how I managed to say something that, that like you said was cute. I don't know. It was definitely a moment where I was like cringed myself a little bit, <laughs> but uh, um, I'm still here for it. So you can okay. go to your next one though. Okay, my next pick. It's by another band that I often shit on. Oh, here we go. Um, 
It's MGK. No, uh, <laughs> it's by State Champs. Oh no! Yeah, um, and it's from the album Living Proof. Okay, okay. Which came out in 2018. Their most released record. Their, what? Their most released record. Most I'm sure all of them are released around the same. Uh, their their most recent record. Most recent, yes. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. they're about to drop a new one. They are in May. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> hey, uh, I picked the song Criminal. I do like Criminal. Dude, this song... It's Criminal! It's Criminal! First time I heard this song, uh, I got I got one of those like feelings where it hits me in the spine and I got some chills. I'm like, ooh, this song is so good. I thought you were going to say I got pooped. Like, you no. got pooped out. You're like, ooh, that was rough. No, it was actually really good. Uh, I feel like it belongs in like... It's like a movie song. Like, it belongs oh. in a movie or it belongs in like American a... American Pie. In like a montage of like a, a One Tree Hill episode. <laughs> Where like Lucas messes up and like he's like <laughs> You're already way he's above trying me. to get Peyton back for the umpteenth time and Peyton's like a little punk in that show. So that would make sense why state champs would show up. I do know that like some some there's like a bunch of pop punk posters in an episode of One Tree Hill. There is a bunch of pop punk references. Like she's a big fan of no effects. Like Fallout Boy comes and uh, plays the uh coffee shop that Luke's mom owns, like but I like the first time I heard this, I'm like, man, this definitely belongs in like an MTV, like teen reality show or something. Yeah, teen mom. Where you're like watching <laughs> them, like they're angry at each other, but they're like, I want to get you back so bad. And then they just start playing, it's criminal. Yeah. You know, I think it would like, work really well in like the episodes of Teen Mom when they get their kids taken away and like. <laughs> Sorry, that was because they're obsessed. criminals. <laughs> <laughs> you no, got it. This song is like. I feel like this is another song where it's like about the honeymoon phase where you're constantly just like, man, I don't want to admit it, but I like this person a lot. And then you end up admitting it anyways. Mm -hmm. You're just like, God, sideways. God damn it. God damn it. I did not know this was a love song. I thought, well, I read into the, like my first perception of it. I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely like a love song. But then I read into the lyrics and I kind of feel like, this is like during the honeymoon phase where they're like getting their first real big fight mm. and stuff. And they're like weighing out their options of whether like what this person means to them and mm-hmm. whatnot. And so like, I mean, it's all, it's kind of all through the lyrics about like, and being like, tell me what's this all about? Are you really? Yeah. <laughs> that. And like, I know that part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's either that, like either about them having like their first big fight and they don't like want to fully dive in yet, but there's definitely strong feelings there. So Mm -hmm. there's love involved. That's all we need. Yeah. And it is kind of sappy and cheesy. So, and that's, you know, yeah. Most, a lot of pop punk stuff is sappy and cheesy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, this is one of my favorite songs by them. It's a guilty pleasure for sure, but it's so good and so catchy. Ooh. All right. I do, uh, I'm trying to think of like a state champ song I would have picked. Probably like Around the World and Back seems really acoustic. Yeah. Like it seems like that acoustic love song. There was a, when they put out their first acoustic EP, they put on two originals and mm-hmm. there was one that I was going to add. And then I listened to the song again and like, it's about him being unfaithful. I'm like, ah, oh, that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's not too sappy. Yeah. But, uh, they write some pretty good at like acoustic slow songs, though. Yeah, they do. I really, really enjoy that. State Champs always does really well with that. It's like just the per- like because they can't really. It's harder to overproduce an acoustic guitar, yeah, like centered song than it is to like everything else added. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, Roper, I got one. What is it? It's uh, it's from our friend, our um, friends, Christian. Settle your score. Yeah, um, uh, settle your scores is a fantastic band. Oh yeah. Um, off their, I chose it off their newest record, Retrofit. Um, which dropped last year in 21, and I chose Staring at the Ceiling. I'd rather be staring at the ceiling with you, swear I'm never leaving this room. As long as you've got room for two, I'll keep staring at the ceiling, lying next to you. 
this is my favorite song by them. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's nuts. Uh, I I really like this record a lot. I think this was a this is a really good record. I think this is like a great record to like introduce the band to. And yeah. Then if you really like them, you can get into their easy core stuff. It was my introduction to them. Really? Yeah. Uh, I always listen to uh, their 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 album right before this one that I'm blanking on right now, and it's really, really good. I always, like, I heard the band name multiple times. It's just I never checked them out. And then when we had Christian on, I'm like, I better check them out. <laughs> but and, like, it dropped right around, or this album dropped right around when we had them on. So mm-hmm. perfect timing. It was a good timing, and I was really happy to have them on. Christian was such a really yeah, cool dude. Really, really nice guy. I like that. But anyway, um, so this song is actually what inspired the list for me. Oh, yeah. So I heard the song. I'd be like, man, we should do like a love song. Um, it's just a lovey song that has a great beat to it and such a simple yet powerful premise of doing nothing together and being happy. Like, that's what like, that's how you know what love is, is like when you guys can just sit in the same room and be happy. Just be content. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's like no one's trying to impress anyone it's just like it's just you and them and then yep. you just you, it's just love baby just sitting on sitting on the couch in your sweats with cereal all over you you know that sounds specific being sweaty <laughs> that sounds like you and your dog it's not me oh okay i don't eat i don't have any cereal you don't eat what do you sweat uh yeah me too dude I me sweat. too um, Not as much as you, though. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Trust me. Um, It's an upbeat love song, and there's just oh, isn't yeah. enough of those out there. I feel like love songs are like just like acoustic songs. Half I, the time. Yeah, I feel like the standard for love songs is an acoustic slowed down song mm-hmm. about them confessing all their feelings and stuff. And they don't talk about a- the actual like actions of being in love, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, yeah, it's like it's just like here's this powerful moment. Here's a powerful moment. And this song is like. I just fucking like staring at ceiling fans with you. I just like, yeah, it's the most basic thing that anybody can do, but it gets the point across perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's super yeah. sweet. I really like this one. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't really got too much more about this one. Yeah. How about you go to yours? Oh, my second to last pick is by a band called The Dangerous Summer. This uh, this song's from the album War Paint, which came out in 2011. And the song is No One's Gonna Need You More. Tell me about this one, because I don't know this one that well. Yeah, this song, uh, this song is like a about a meat cute. A you know, what? A meet cute. What is a it's meet you, cute? It's like where you meet someone in a cute way. Oh. And then you fall in love with them. Okay. I've not, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Is, do people say that? Meet cute? Yeah. Oh, okay. Do they really? Or is it just like you trying to convince me? No, I, I swear to God. I've okay. heard it before at least. Gotcha. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is about the lead singer slash bassist uh, meeting his wife Aww. for the first time. They were... Uh, before their second album came out, they went out on tour in the UK, and I think they were out like they're either out at a show or they were at a concert. And he like saw her from like across the bar and was just like, "I'm gonna marry that girl." <laughs> and so like, there's lyrics about it all throughout the first the first verse, I think. And mm-hmm. then it and then it as the song goes on, it kind of progresses more about their relationship and how. Like, he's afraid to, like, leave her when he goes and tours because all he wants to do is spend his time with that one person. Mm-hmm. That's it, that's what's so hard about being in a band is, like, oh, yeah. it's, you can't, you got to be really uh, secure in a relationship to be gone for three months. Yeah. Um, FaceTime can only do you so much. Yeah, FaceTime and phone calls. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, I almost put on this other song called Miles Apart which is off of their record that came out after this one, uh, Golden Record. Mm-hmm. And uh, that song is actually about him being on the road and how him, like, how every time he has to leave, he just, like, hates it because he's leaving behind his wife and his daughter and stuff, mm. which sucks. But I don't think they're married anymore either, which is, like, Aww, extra sad. Don't say that part of the but story. this song has always stood out to me because I think, uh, I don't think a lot of people write the way that AJ does, especially about that situation. He is a, he is a unique writer. He's a very visual writer, just like Dan Campbell. Mr. Danny where, Boy. Like, I like to think of a lot of his songs as like, I can visualize, uh, 
it's almost like a painting or something where I can see like the whole story to come mm-hmm. or the whole story coming together when I close my eyes and listen to these guys. It's so. a rare thing in, in music. Yeah. You gotta be really specific in your writing. Um sometimes it's bad though if you're like overly specific. Oh yeah, because like, you're like you're pounding down details that no one cares about. Yeah, like yeah, it's like if you ever read a Stephen King book, it's so <laughs> it's so big just because half of it is description. Mm. Well. That, I mean like an example for me is like I like Spanish love songs, but I feel like they over yeah, that I, do it. and that's just my opinion too. So yeah, I I do I have like a similar vibe, but like I don't think it's because of that. For me, I think it's like it's just it's like every song is the same but said differently. Yeah, and then I don't like I don't know. I just get a weird vibe. Like I enjoyed watching them play, but uh, like you said, a lot of their songs sound the same. Yeah, so it's like I took a walk into the park <laughs> and stuff like that. You know. They do have like the at the end of their choruses, like they're really good about like ending it in a very hooky way. Yeah. Um. So I will give them some credit. They're very there. they're very unorthodox. So if you're not used to that, then mm-hmm. it's off putting. I feel but, like yeah, it's a it's a weird awakening. Yeah. Which. <coughs> excuse me. Which I haven't really dove much into the new Dangerous Summer stuff. Like, they just had this like specific unique sound back when I got into them, when the first iteration of the band was around and now I don't, I, I just haven't really gave it a chance for their new stuff. Cause mm. a lot of it's like a fuck you to certain people. So it's kind of hard to listen to when every song is the same like that. So. Yeah. You gotta have a little bit of variety here and there. Yep. But that's all I got to say about no one's going to need you more. No one's going to need you more. I got a, I was really excited to talk about this one a little bit. Um, the artist says, say anything. Yeah, dude. Um, this is like, I'm going to get some controversy here, but Google says I'm right. Um, <laughs> the album, uh, that is from, it's actually an EP. It's called Menorah slash Majora. Yeah. EP. You're, you're right. It, it was off of that. Yeah. It was. And the, but most people know it from, uh, uh is a real boy. Is a real boy. Yeah. yeah. Because um, this was when we were talking about this on our trip, I was telling you about the birthday song that's on there. And it's on mm-hmm. the same EP as this. Oh, so, okay, okay. Yeah, and you can't fucking find it on yeah. Spotify or anything. You can't find it. Um, but anyway, it dropped in 2002, and I chose the song A Walk Through Hell. I'd walk through hell for you. Let it burn right through my shoes. These souls This is an underrated song. This song is one of my all-time favorite songs. I just I if love I it. could swim, <laughs> I'd swim out to you in the ocean. Swim out to where you were floating in the dark. <laughs> I love this song. It makes me feel like I'm Link. Like and then, Link, oh, like, like from Zelda. Yeah, a little Legend of Zelda. Yeah, because he literally just walks through hell to save his princess. That's true. That's true. Did they ever get together? <laughs> or is I it just like know. depends on depends on which timeline you're in? Oh, okay. No, I don't I, know. A lot of specifics <laughs> there. Um, but anyway, uh, so this song is always a song that I forget about for a year and find it again and like like obsess yeah. over it. Um, I feel like it has some weird vibes, like the front bottoms, but more tamed. Yeah. Uh, they, there's a lot of like weird lyricism in there. Um, but um, I really like. I really wonder how they came up with some of the lyrics for this. I know. Um, like the chorus is very. Uh, I don't want to say standard, but like it's it like it's more easy to follow. Yeah. And then there are like certain parts where you're like, "What the fuck is he talking yeah, about?" Yeah, like the verses. <laughs> Max Bemis has like the. He's so unorthodox with his writing. It's like, mm-hmm. and it only gets progressively more unorthodox as his career goes on. Today, or the word of the day is unorthodox. 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 It's a nice way of saying weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's kind of fucked up. I mean, unorthodox. <laughs> um, either way, the chorus is such a jam and lyrically moving. Uh, so, but like, I don't know. I like the way they like jump into the chorus. Yeah. It's like a big like stomp from the fucking drums, and it's like, I walk through hell for you oh that's so good dude this and then song, the ending they change it a little bit which is like something yeah. i love in music and i'm like oh yes so what's good. an adventurer to do but rest his head 
Let's be with you. I don't know. <laughs> with you. <laughs> this song, this song, like me and my friends in high school used to just play this song at like level 10 in the car and That's just scream it mm-hmm. wherever we went. Oh man, it was perfect. Such a good song. I feel yeah. like, I feel like it's one of those songs that doesn't really get old either. No. And I think it's, that's rarity. Yeah, it is almost timeless. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful song. But anyway, yeah, I think uh, Say Anything is a killer band that has, oh, yeah. has like some sleeper. I think they're kind of just a sleeper hit in general. They I don't are. think they do. Oh no, they released a record in 2019. Yeah. Um. And then I haven't heard anything. They had one good song off it. I know they went on tour that year too. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah but like, they're kind of quiet. They don't really say too much. Yeah. Um, I think they're phasing out of like that big, or phasing out of the. Well, they have phased out of that big like touring mm-hmm. scene. They're old now. For a I think while, they yeah. do all things on the side, and then they sometimes get together and do stuff like that. And they'll play the We Were Young festival and stuff. But... Are they on it? I think so. No, I would assume so. Well, tons of fucking bands are on there. They, they probably don't even know if they're on it or not. Probably not. They probably get like an email like the day before. Like, are you guys coming? Are you guys like, going oh, to yeah. Vegas? And then Max like, no. <laughs> no, I would not walk through that hell. No. Mm-mm, nice try. But anyway, uh, yeah, Roper, get to your number uno. Oh, man, we're already here. I know. It's kind of nuts. This is a fast one. It's, uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to like put a lot of these into words. You know, our descriptions of these songs. You just gotta listen to them. It's yeah. like a lot of it's the feel. Like you have to have the the feel, like the a good love song. Like you just feel the love. Exactly. You know, um, and I think that what we've been dishing out on this episode is great interpretations yeah. of that. My number one. Oh boy, it's by a band called the Wonder Years. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Two one these one list one list baby. Um, this album or this. Songs on the album Sister Cities mm-hmm. came out in 2018, and the song is Flowers Where Your Face Should Be. What a beautiful song, dude. You know how I was talking the last pick that I had about how every time they write a song, it sounds like it's a painting mm-hmm. or it feels like it's painting. Mm-hmm. This song is like definition of that. I feel like it's really easy for tattoo artists to like get a vision for oh, a yeah. one year song. Oh yeah. There's a lot of really cool uh, tattoos I've seen based around this song. There's so much. I mean, they are a very imagery heavy band mm-hmm. whenever he writes his music. But uh, this song is... So beautiful, dude. It is. Uh, it's about Dan preparing to marry his wife. Oh, now they have two kids. Two kids now. Two kids in that four-year span. That's nuts. Yeah, it's uh. There's so much more to this song too, though. Like, oh, is there? Uh, Do tell. In my mind, at least. Oh, okay. Dan, this is Dan being a poet at his purest form. Um, he uses imagery to describe an older couple that he sees on the street and how they remind. Him of he and his wife. Mm-hmm. Rubbing his back on the yeah, side. Yeah, rubbing his back with his head in his hands. Mm. As he sobs on the asphalt. <laughs> Just like this says the rest of the song. <laughs> what strikes me most is this imagery. Um, but, <clears throat> and he also uses flowers a lot in this song. I do like that. As like almost a metaphor of his love to his wife. Because at the time they were... Uh, they were preparing to get married, and uh, he spotted some uh, dranges. Hydrangeas? Hydrangeas. Uh, Hydrangeas, I think. I don't know. Hydrangeas. No, maybe does they. But uh, he spotted some when they were, like, going up the coast in Costa Rica, and his wife was at home, like, drying them out for the wedding. Mm. So. That's beautiful. I, yeah. Because when the set list dropped, not set list, but, like, the, the list of titles for the songs dropped before the actual album did, I, like, read this one, and I was like, Oh, this is going to be really sad. I thought it was going to yeah. be about a death or something. I thought it was too. And then uh, this was kind of a sleeper song for me for the longest time. It's because... one of, yeah, I kind of agree. <laughs> or it still is for me a little bit. Like yeah. I, I do prefer the other uh, love songs from the Wendy's, but I would have, I would have picked you in January, but you had it on your list at first. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, like, well, I feel like I've already talked about that song too anyways. Yeah. And this song has slowly become like one of my favorite Wonder Year songs just because of like how beautiful it is. Like the uh like the the string section in this song is so beautiful mm-hmm. during it. Um 
it just like paints the perfect picture of like how he feels about his situation at the time. Dude, if and Dan gets divorced, like love is over. Well, think about the album that's gonna come out after that. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. dude. That's gonna be dark as shit. Um, I love this song, even though my dad said it was very melancholic. I could but like melancholy doesn't mean bad. I know. But it's just I, a certain tone that a lot of people don't know how to feel yeah. about. I uh I shared it on like my Snapchat story a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And like my dad my dad just sends me a text. He's like Good song, but it's a little melancholic for my tasting. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I love your dad's like, gotta put my opinion out I know, he's gonna there. have his two cents in. Mm-hmm, he's yeah. probably gonna get embarrassed after he hears this. I love, I love talking about your dad. Your dad's like, <laughs> your dad's like, like the one time I spent any time with him at the bar, I was like, I just like, man, I just love this man. I have no idea why. He's a good guy. He is. He's a very good dude. He's just, he's just a funny character. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like him. You are, you are. There's like, sometimes like I'll say something a little, like when I said something to him a little off the wall, I forget what I said, but like he, his face is the same as your face. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, like you're used to it now, but like in the beginning where I would say that you'd be like, I don't, I can't even, yeah, I can't even like, <laughs> but it's exactly the same. What I think it, if I, if I make those faces, it's always because like, well with you, like sometimes you say shit that just catches me off guard I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give any examples because the one off the top of my head's really embarrassing <laughs> for you and I don't want to do that to you appreciate it but yeah there's there's been a couple times where you say the most off the wall shit and I'm like the fuck no, I can't help it dude <laughs> my brain just but goes a million I, miles. I'm equally as guilty of saying some weird ass shit I think that's where we're a perfect team yep I love it what else you got for the Wendy's anything um not really I just this like I was saying, this has slowly became one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. of all time. And if I ever get married, I would like this to be in the wedding at some point. You gotta get some hydrangeas. Hydrangeas and some redwoods. Mm-hmm. That shit's expensive. I'm gonna marry you underneath driftwood from Crescent City. I love, I like, he's like, dude, some people, some like bands are super afraid to like use very, like, like super detailed things like that, yeah. like town names or stuff. And then Dan like just fucking goes all into well, it. I'm in like with using stuff like that, you have to like pay attention to the flow of the lyrics and if it actually works or not. So some people mm-hmm. may want to get that point across with as much uh description as possible, but they it might fall flat just because it doesn't flow correctly. Yeah, it's a little off. You can um I feel bad for rap rappers that because I feel like rapping is modern day poetry. It is. Um and but like it's so based off of flow that yeah it can be really difficult to get out what you want to say. Yeah. Um and that's like I have a super high respect for um that part of the rap game, if I you do will. Too. They, I, I don't understand how people can be that quick with their words, you know? Mm. Oh, I, like freestyle and shit? Yeah, because oh, I have nuts. to, I have to like think about everything that I say to make sure it sounds correct. I see like I have two sentences, sentences trying to come out of my mouth at the same time. Yeah. And then like it just mixes everything up. You have to pick which one you want to go with and then both come out. Yeah. And it's like, ah. I do want to say too about this song. Instrumentally, this is such a soothing song. Really? See, like I think instrumentally, like the chorus is great, but like the verses seem that's where like I'm with your dad on the melancholy. I think, well, yeah, I do find beauty in that. Mm-hmm. But uh I think too on this album, like even with uh We Look Like Lightning. Uh, they have some of the best, like some of my favorite Wonder Years instrumentals, just because it's kind of they like stepped out of their box and went. They add a lot of groove, like bass groove to it. Does mm, that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. like this one definitely has a lot of bass work on it, which is cool. I think you could thank Ace for that. <laughs> yeah, I think Ace did a really good job. Not that like the bassist wasn't capable of writing that by himself, but uh-huh. like I think there's sometimes like sometimes you have to. As a producer, you have to use instruments that aren't as common to like make a big impact in a song, and I think yeah. that's a perfect example. I was watching him play on Saturday, and there was some things oh, that he was playing, and I was like, if you listen to it on the record, it sounds super basic, mm-hmm. but because he flips between playing between his fingers and with a pick, which is really fucking cool, Like, because I, I can't even play with either. <laughs> yeah, you know? but like I like watching bass players play now that I'm actually like trying to learn. Yeah, you can kind of see like see, where you are compared to like where they are. Yeah, and how much like I mean I do I watch guitarists like 
if I like don't know the song and I have nothing better to do, I'll, like while waiting for a song I do know, maybe um, I will watch the guitar work on it and like just be flabbergasted by like yeah. how some like how great some of these musicians are. I got to be careful too whenever I'm watching these bass players because sometimes I bust out the air bass. Oh no. Start slapping the bass like I'm from uh, that one movie. Movie. I love you, man. With Paul Rudd and uh, uh, Jason Siegel. Mm-hmm. Why are you playing your Why are you playing your bass up here? <laughs> I don't know. That's how my ba- air bass goes. <laughs> I, that movie's so. I have such a, no, it's not. You don't like it. I do like it, but I don't like it. It's so weird. I get a weird feeling whenever I watch it. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, because you're like. If you're looking at it from Paul Rudd's perspective, you're like, this guy's a giant loser. Uh-huh. Because he just gave up everybody for his fiance. Yeah. And then when like you look every, at it from the other perspective, you're like, this guy's also kind of a loser. It's kind of like a heightened uh, heightened reality on, like, because everybody has that friend, you know, who, mm-hmm. like, will hang, ar- hang around a lot when they're single. But then when they have, like, a girlfriend, they're all about their relationship. Yep, they're like, oh, I guess I'll see you when you guys break up. <laughs> yeah, it's like in every friend group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I know that. Too well. Um, it's my turn, real It quick. is. Um, I chose a special artist, and that special artist is Rare Candy. We've had Alex on the show before. Yeah. If you guys missed that episode with that interview, like, I had... I, I what was, are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing, guys? What are you doing? Like, he's just one of my favorite artists that no one seems to talk about. Yeah, and he's... So, I think he deserves the number one spot. Hell yeah. Um, uh, It's off their EP, Crema Soda. Crema Soda. Dropped in 2017, and the name is Oliver. Um, no, I wasn't. Oh. I was in... Darby the, was in that one. I was in The Wizard of Oz. I remember that. I was in the, something called, like, The Bachelor. It was, like, a... I don't know. There's like... I was, like, the best band, and Darby was the uh, groomsman, and we had this song. Like, my song was, like, Cold Feet, <laughs> and it was, like, how, like, you know, you might have cold feet when you're about to get married, so I'd be, yeah. so I'd be like, you got cold feet. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so weird. Um um, but yeah, back to <laughs> back to the EP. Um, so now, excuse me if you disagree, but Alex from Rare Candy is the king of writing acoustic love slash breakup songs. Um, also, gotta appreciate the horns on this jam. Just saying, the chorus is what really sells this as my number one pick for me. It's catchy. It's beautiful. It's sad. It's everything a good song needs. I just picture me sitting by a pond with the love of my life, and I always have a smile on my face while listening to this one. It's, it's such beautiful. a good song. It's such a good song. It's just about like. Hey, this twin size match is pretty small for me, but you and I, it's pretty big for two. Perfect for two. I love that. It's just, uh, I always get the best feeling with the song um, and like the whole EP in general. Like mm-hmm. there's like some, oh man, there's some great breakup songs. It's I always find it's interesting when uh, something is released like an EP or, an, or like an album where like on the same release, there is a breakup song and a love song. Yeah. And I always wonder if it's like based off of where they are in the list, if that's like the actual position yeah. of like that in the times time of their lives, or maybe they just fucking like writ a, wrote a love song because they wanted to. I don't know. Fucking. Yeah. I feel like it's hard to write a love song without having uh, inspiration behind it. Yeah. I feel like I, if I would have picked a rare candy song, I would have gone to my go-to. Which is as told by Ginger. As told by Ginger, I love. Just there's I love just them so, too. Yeah, this whole EP is full of them though. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so good. It's beautiful. Turnip Head is also full of them too. Ah man, that was like a perfect second release for me. Yeah. So oh man, he's uh, he's working on the next ones. So. I know. I've actually heard it. Um, oh, you have? Yeah, I've heard one of their new songs. It's unreleased. And son of a bitch. And uh, Alex told me that it was myself, his girlfriend, and I think his cousin that have heard it. You are so lucky. Dude, I, like, that was, like, the, 
I think that might have been the coolest moment for me on the podcast yeah. because like one of my favorite artists is willing to show me something that he hasn't showed anyone else yet. Yeah. Um, it's it's definitely worth the wait. So very excited. Hell but anyway, yeah. that's our top five. Yeah. Uh, sappy love songs. Yeah. I about said lovey dovey again. Oh no. Um, and uh, I don't know if you're feeling it, Roper, but I'm feeling love in the air in March. Nice. <laughs> it's starting to be a little bit more. <laughs> Starting to be spring now. Yeah, we had a t- we had a full blown tornado on Saturday when we were out of town, and then it snowed the next and then day. It snowed. <laughs> it's like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> I would get your shit together. Yeah, um, we would appreciate it. But anyway, Roper, should we get on to the next event? Yeah. Are any of you listeners in a small and up-and-coming band? If that's the case, Roper and I would love to hear from you. If you want to be a part of the show, we have a nifty Google form you can fill out to give us all the info we need to get your song submitted. You can find a link to that form in our link tree and any and all of our social medias. Very important. Now, Roper, this week we have what I hope is a reference to Futurama uh, with the band Slurm Flirty Worm. (laughs) (laughs) Slurms McKenzie, baby. Uh, with their song, Goose Blunts. Ooh. <laughs> um, clever, clever. Uh, I love this bio. Three best friends fighting the monotony of life with pop punk laughs, booze, and grass. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so what's the song about? We were making fun of the Deftones and accidentally wrote a banger. Hell yeah. <laughs> the lyrics are about the cycles of drinking, drug use, and perseverance. Ooh. Don't go to AAAs for quitters. Yeah, loser. Mm, fucking losers. Just joking. You should go if you need it. No. <laughs> um, anyway, Roper, should we uh, should we play this song? Let's kick it. This song is called Goosebumps.
Yo. I'm feeling a little uh, lightheaded. You are? <laughs> Why is that? I, it's definitely... Um, so I I, uh, I feel like this is a very different song from what we usually have on the show, yeah. but I feel like there's definitely an audience for this that this band deserves to reach. Oh, yeah. Um, so I don't I don't usually listen to this type of music, but I, I really like the uh, Head the Blender uh, line, and um, I know this is like a guilty pleasure for me, but I really like the beginning of the song. <laughs> this song is called yeah. Goosebumps. <laughs> so... Um, I definitely, definitely kind of uh, gave me the inspiration to maybe try to get into this side of the genre a little Hell bit yeah, more. Hell yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, well, how do you feel? I like it a lot. Do you? It's right at my unorthodox alley. Is your uh, is your yeah. head in a blender? My head's always in a blender. Mm-hmm. I like that they're making fun of the Deftones. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, that band, yeah. They're good. No, I mean, Slurm Flirty Worm, though, is really <laughs> fucking good. But yeah, Deftones has such a polarizing fucking fan base as is mm-hmm. so i don't know too much about him but what i do know is like <laughs> it's it's yeah uh it's nice to hear somebody like kind of poke fun at them mm-hmm. since their fan base is so serious and i mean they're great i mean they were one of my favorite bands back in the day but now you kind of remove yourself from that scene you're like oh man <laughs> like a little variety now. Yeah, fair is fair. Yeah. But anyway, Slurm Flirty Worm only has 148 monthly listeners, which is better than most of our up Yeah, but... But I think, like I said, this band has an audience that they have yet to reach. Exactly. And, so mm-hmm. hopefully some of you guys check them out. I hope you do. And if you don't, shame on you. What are you doing? If you guys want to reach out to us at any point in your life... Any point. Maybe this week. Maybe next week. Maybe last week. We're all at, or we're at PPES Podcast on all social media platforms. That is PPES Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Spotify, um, Linktree. Mm-hmm. We got playlists. We got playlists. Check those out. Every song you heard on this episode is going to be in a playlist. Yes, it will. Uh, Roper does our Pop Punk Emo Supremo Picks playlist yes. that often has songs that we talk about on the episode yes. and some other ones that um, Roper has been really digging at the time. Yeah. It's a very good... I like to put it on when I need some music in the background. Hell yeah. Um, and then on top of that, we have our up and comings... Or <laughs> <laughs> our up and comers uh, playlist. So all the up and comers are going to be on a single playlist per season. So there's yeah. always 20 up and comers. Um, and it's always cool to find some good new music by bands that don't have a huge following. Yes, there's quite a few bands that have uh, been on this show that I really dig a lot now. Mm-hmm. So we keep up with them. Yep. We do. We do. Yep. Um, but anyway, I figured to to end this episode, we could just talk a little bit about Chicago. Yeah, let's talk about our trip. A couple Iowa boys going to Chicago. Yes, we did. Listening to Country Girl most of the way. She's my country girl. I always want to say cherry pie. <laughs> I know, dude. It starts off that way. Uh, yeah, so when we, we took the drive to go see our favorite band, and we thought we needed uh, vaccine cards. <laughs> I went on the website and checked before we went just because I wanted to I wanted to make sure that nothing would happen mm-hmm. to us. Well, we got there and we were starting to get settled in. We got some dinner and then we Good left dinner. the we left the restaurant and poor Hunter lost his Vax card. Dude, I about cried on the windiest day in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> I about cried because I was in my pocket. I had to pull my phone out because Roper didn't have surface service, so I had to go ahead and uh, figure out the route for us to get to because we were walking to the venue. Yeah. And as I'm pulling my phone out, I'm extra careful to not yes. uh, rip out this card. And if you have a Vax card, you know it's like a weird square rectangle shape that yeah. I feel like would be pretty difficult to like rip out of a pocket. It honestly should be for future future uh cdc stuff guys let's make it the size of a business card yeah so i can fucking put in my wallet yeah you big dummies yeah i was not impressed and they're also like you can't eliminate this and i'm like fuck off so anyway i got vaccinated just in time to go to the show like a week before (laughs) i was finally fully vaccinated um and and uh so i was like super concerned that i was gonna forget this card the whole time walking there yeah like roper said it's just all of a sudden not my pocket yeah i about cried a little bit um then i like figured out that i had a picture of it and i also had proof from uh cvs yeah that i had gotten the shots and then here's the insult on injury <laughs> the insult on injury is wait, when we wait, get wait, the- wait 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 okay we were also walking there and we thought we had to have masks too <laughs> and so as we're walking there hunter's 
Hunter's like pulling shit out of his pockets and loses his mask. <laughs> I lost my and Vax card and my we mask. We got all the way to the venue and I'm like, dude. <laughs> I felt so dude. bad. We got it. Luckily, there was a Walgreens like a just Walgreens right, right down there. the street. And it's even funnier because I was going to buy a mask and I was like, where are you guys' masks at? And they just handed me one and then I felt so bad. I just walked out. Yeah. I was like, oh, I just wasted everybody's time. I, can't, I went back afterwards and bought us Gatorades. Yes. So it's We fine. did support that small business Walgreens. Yeah, we don't want them to go under. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, at the end of the day, we, they didn't even check for it. They didn't ask about it. Nothing. Nope. I literally didn't even have to get vaccinated to go to that fucking show. Nope. Um, and like, I probably needed to, it's not like, it, it's just something that like, I was like, ah, I don't really, I don't like being told what to put in my body kind of a situation. Yeah. Um, but like I, it, overall it's like, it's probably best for the world. So yeah, I don't it regret was, it, was, but I also was, am not happy that it was such <laughs> a dumb situation for yeah. us because like. I didn't even put two and two together until we got inside. I'm like, they didn't even fucking ask for it. Yeah, no, nah, like didn't ask for it. And you know what's, And then so uh, I told Roper to make up for the charges uh, for our parking our car. Yeah, um, I would buy him a few drinks, <laughs> and so I got myself a Jaeger bomb in a drink form, uh, which in Chicago apparently means a little tiny bit bigger than a shot glass. Yeah, and then they put extra ice in it. And then they put about enough Jaeger in it to where, like, um, my, like, if, you know, like, when you, like, touch a really small portion of water and your skin absorbs it? Yeah. That's basically how much Jaeger they put on it. And then they put a shit ton of fucking Coke. And then I spent, just for that drink alone, that took me less than a minute to drink, $19. Yeah. 19 He told us the, he told us the price of our drinks. And I just got, like, a White Claw. Mm-hmm. And mine was mine was bucks. like ten bucks, but like for that size of can, that makes sense. No, it doesn't. That uh, that can should not be more than you know how much money they profit be, off that can. Like eight dollars. It should if not more. yeah. It should be like five dollars standard. Should be all around the world for beer. Oh my god, that should be the most expensive. So I spent twenty nine dollars on two drinks. Yeah, and I was like, I was. I, if I if I wasn't so shocked in the moment, I would have told him to pour mine out. You were, like I like was, looked back right at you. There. He was right there, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs>